Well, hello, everybody. Welcome along once again to the day today live here looking at the 2022 World Cup in depth and in detail as ever. Joining me is Matt Furness. Matt, you well today? Yeah, we were just discussing before the call that this is the first day where we're like, oh, it's the World Cup again. <laughs> it's like it just feels endless, isn't it? But at least I mean, we just want the knockout stages now. I think the group stage. Although there's still some interesting some stories drama, to tell, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, there's going to be some drama. But I don't know. It just feels, it's just endless, isn't it? I think we're at that mid, it's, this is kind of the hump day of World Cup. You're <laughs> kind of that halfway point through it. And uh, like that point between Christmas Day and New Year, it's around about like December 29th, 30th. If you're sick of seeing family, you've had enough mm. of the leftover dinner, the, the, the festive football season's over, and you're sort of having to drag the old board games out and hope for the best. Um, yeah, because sure. at the start, you're still really excited that, oh, there's only been eight games or something, and then <laughs> we've got four again today. There's been so many. And then you start getting to this point where you're like, oh, we've had so many games. We've talked <laughs> so much about World Cup. It's like, what else can we really say? Um, but we'll find out today. We'll, we'll find out we've got, indeed. We've got new uh, things to say. Well, there's all, and I tell you what, after some of the games last night, there's definitely a new things to talk about. Let's just quickly remind people over on theanalyst.com, you can take part in the Opta Challenge for every match at the 2022 World Cup. We're asking you to make three predictions, and if you make those predictions come true, then you could be winning $500. Also, the Opta Quiz is back tomorrow at 1800 GMT. We didn't have a winner yesterday, so it is a rollover. $2,000 at stake in that one. So let's, I mean, I think part of my problem that I've got today with the World Cup and, and rolling forward is just the, I had the misfortune of watching France versus Denmark, uh, sorry, France versus Tunisia yesterday, there I say, and it was an absolutely turgid affair. It took until the 82nd minute for France to get a shot on target. Tunisia obviously won the game 1-0, but having scored that goal, they then didn't register another shot throughout the rest of the match as well. And it really is, there's a lot of questions now about France's depth, I think. Like, we don't doubt me, their, their starting 11 quality is high. Sure, Deschamps is not going to make nine changes like that to his starting 11 again. Uh, I mean, he probably will for the last 16 because he's going to bring the nine players he missed out last time back in. But it really was a very uncohesive performance. It really took a long time for Mbappe and Griezmann to really get flying in that game as well. And you compare it to, it, it was, I think there was a, sure, they're already progressed and already through, but there's a lot of questions that come out of that game and like concerning questions for France that all it's going to take is maybe one more big injury. And they've had so many players oh, sidelined yeah. throughout this tournament, but one more big injury. And it does feel like, I know right now we're giving them quite a, quite a decent, there are four favourites at 11.5% below England, Argentina, who will come on to in a minute, and Brazil. That feels very optimistic. It's 11% if their starting 11 is there, but if it turns into a 15-16, I just don't see yeah. it. I, I think there's they, a real doubt for them now. They want to be worried about a potential uh, food poisoning bug ahead of the England quarterfinal. <laughs> uh, yeah, happened to Luton against Watford. I don't know what the coincidence there would be. But um, yeah, I think that, I mean, we could say the same about England probably, couldn't we? in that if nine of England's first-choice players went out, it's the it's not the players themselves, it's the fact that they haven't played together as that unit before, I think, with France. And it very much was a kind of, like, just get some minutes in your legs game, playing Gwendouzi right forward, uh, Kamavinga left back, etc. I'm sure that a lot of those players uh, 
I mean, whilst they'd be happy to get minutes, probably in, in the positions they wouldn't have ideally wanted minutes in. Um, Tunisia obviously had everything to pay for. They needed to win that game, so they went all out and, and got their goal finally in this World <laughs> Cup. But as you say, I don't know. I don't know how much to read into that France performance. Obviously, twenty-four different players they've played yeah. in the World Cup now, which is a World Cup record in a single tournament. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I only watched the first half of the Denmark Australia game. Um, it wasn't much better by the sounds of it. Um, <laughs> Denmark were completely on top, but they probably. I'd argue that Denmark have been the most disappointing side of this World Cup. There were high hopes for them, especially to get out of that group. And they, they've been pretty poor to lose to. I mean, it's, I'm going to be harsh on Australia here, but they should not be losing to that Australian team. They're, they're better than that Australian team. Um, and they, they probably, based on the chances they had yesterday, should have, should have beaten them as well. But fair play to Australia. Well done. Um, scenes yesterday in Australia at 4 a.m. looks amazing. So, yeah, I'm sure they're going to, I don't know, love love getting to the uh, next round. But, uh, yeah, it might be the end of the road from there, I think, facing Argentina. I mean, Argentina, I've already seen, I think, Australia are about 5% favourites, according to our supercomputer for that yeah. game. And yeah. I mean, we can't really be surprised after, again, a, a strong performance from Argentina yesterday in their game, like, I think we need. I mean, you before we went live today, you posted up this amazing graphic over on the uh, Opta Analyst on our social media account about the Argentina passing network. We we know you guys have loved seeing these graphics throughout the course of the tournament, but you really begin to understand just maybe how key DePaul is in that side there, and how yeah, much that relationship between him and Messi as well. He he seems to be that player that's always close to to Lionel Messi. So yes. Um, it's one game, obviously. Uh, be interesting to see how that goes on, and I don't think that they're gonna. I mean, the joke is with Argentina, which we'll go on to in a minute as well. But they've they were they looked doomed after the Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. game. Um, arguably the easiest game in the group. They done. They then did well to beat Mexico, um, and then yesterday blew Poland away. Yeah. Um, so to go from, I think after that Saudi Arabia game, we had them about 6% chance yeah. of winning the World Cup. That's now about 17% yeah. second favourites. Um, and a lot of that is down to their route. Winning the group is crucial. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the route in a minute. Yeah, indeed. And also, <coughs> it, was a, it was a fantastically dramatic day. I mean, the, at one point, it looked like it was just going to come down to number of yellow cards for who would advance. But obviously, mm -hmm. Poland made it through in the end, despite... Mexico beginning to show some of the light that made me put them as my, you know, in my Optimillion route to the final. Um, you saw the quality in that time. I mean, the, the shots and the creation they, they did. Late. Left it too late. Like oh, you, in three group games to only really turn it on in the final 45 minutes of, of that group stage. Um, yeah, it was just disappointing. I mean, they had two goals disallowed in the second half, oh. rightly so. Um, and yeah, it was just like they had a lot of shots, so many of those from outside the box. It wasn't necessarily, I know they scored that fantastic free kick oh. from Chavez, his first goal for Mexico. He had nine shots himself from outside the box, which <laughs> is the most since the 1970 World Cup in a game by a player. Um, it just felt like they were chancing their luck by shooting from distance all the time when actually that Saudi high line again last night at times, catching them offside twice to the goals. But it was there for the taking. They 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 should have seen that game out and won 
three nil or four nil, and they would have gone through. So, uh, yeah. I mean, don't, don't, it, it was sorry for them, really. It was in their own hands, and they they mucked it up. Exactly, and I mean, it, was, it arguably might the game of the tournament so far, just for oh, watching you, as a neutral was just. It was it was a it was a joy to watch. I mean, I know Saudi Arabia played a part in that as well. It was they're entertaining to watch, and they were entertaining to watch the whole group stage. And actually, if they hadn't have really been very unlucky with injuries, they they suffered two or three key injuries um, in this World Cup to players that would be playing in that in that team, and they might have snuck through. They I mean against Poland in the first half, they were excellent. We talked yesterday about Wojciech Szczesny's double save from the penalty and then the rebound. But they just couldn't, yeah, couldn't force it through. And yesterday, again, yes, Chesney, we talked um, about him <laughs> on social media, saved a penalty again, uh, this time from Lionel Messi, um, one of the most ludicrous VAR, VAR decisions. <laughs> um, and, yeah, 4.3 goals prevented so far this World Cup based on shots on target and the quality of those. Um, so, yeah, it's been a fantastic World Cup for him so far. Well, already, and we've obviously seen the first managerial departure. Tata Martina has left the Mexico role. Be interesting to see how many more managers go out during this time as well. But it, it feels like there's a lot of lot of positivity to come for that Mexico team. Maybe it was, I don't know, a new manager might just unlock a little bit more of that attacking threat they've got rather that they should have really shown in the first two games rather than leaving it late on um, with what they did there, which was not very good <laughs> unfortunately for me just disappointment and despair i think is the best way of describing it but there is a new game round of games today let's uh, bring in one of our guests shall we just very quickly uh albert joining us from our spanish team and when we spoke with you earlier in the tournament albert we were a little bit you know it's going to be good for the the spanish team it's going to be great not- yes uh, hi how are you guys uh, at this moment, we feel really confident about the spine options for the next round. But let's see what happens in in, in, in Knockout Games. Uh, for now, today, we have uh, to face Japan. They did a, a really great performance against Germany. But I think that uh, they uh, go down with uh, Souffle in, in the second game against Costa Rica. So let's see what happens. Uh, it, it, it could be a, a really tough game. I, I remember the words about um, uh, about Matt in, in the previous, uh, in this World Cup. He was really confident with our opponent today. So we'll have to take care, sure. That was until I watched them against Costa Rica and they were awful. Um, they, I mean, we talked about it before this call that after beating Germany, all they had to do was defeat that Costa Rica side who... Let's face it, on a great side. They only had one shot on target so far at this World Cup. And they just looked so scared in that game. There was no real game plan there. They looked panicky. They almost looked like, oh my God, if we don't win this, we're, we've, we've mucked it all up. And I think they have, because I can't see them getting a result against Spain today. Um, Germany have played their get out of jail free card already, um, having with Japan losing that Costa Rica game, I can't see Costa Rica troubling Germany today. So, yeah, it looks like Germany are going to go through alongside Spain after losing that game against Japan. So, like Just like Argentina have, they'll, they'll sneak through the groups after uh, suffering a shock defeat on the first game. With Spain, obviously, we talked about before how this is an exciting time for Spanish football. You've got many young players in this squad. 
The first game against Costa Rica, you absolutely blew them away. You'd have got the fourth youngest average age so far at this World Cup behind the US, US, Ecuador and Ghana, just ahead of England. Against Germany, yes, it was a it was a difficult game. The German team are one of the favourites for this tournament. Spain didn't have it all their own way, did they? And it actually seemed like they they could have ended up losing that game, really. Uh, and they, they did well not to. They struggled with the physical presence that Germany had in that match, especially Antonio Rudiger from set pieces. He's got a goal that's allowed. Had another chance as well later in that game. Um, Fulkrig, who came on up front as well, looked really strong. Do you think that Spain will be perfectly fine against maybe your teams like Brazil and Argentina, where, dare I say it, that that style of football probably suits Spain a bit more. And this isn't saying that Spain, um, Argentina and Brazil can't get physical, because I know they can. But do you think actually when the problem you might face is against a team like uh, a Netherlands or a, a France or an England? Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, as you say, they are uh, really experienced teams. The, the key against uh, Germany, I think, I don't know if you agree with me, but the key was Musiala. He was a really young player, but uh, he makes a difference in the in the midfield. Uh, he was better than Gabi, than Pedri, and than everybody in the Spanish mid- midfield. Midfield, sorry. And he was the key. And for the next rounds, uh, I agree with you. Uh, Spain had a, a really young team, as we can see it's for uh, in the the tournament uh, regarding to a starting eleven. So I think that the key is. Uh, Go ahead, go ahead, and go ahead. Uh, if if we reach a, a round of sixteen and face uh, to our opponent, probably Croatia, probably Morocco, and let's see what happens. In theory, Brazil, Argentina, France are above Spain. I think that Spain have to be an underdog role uh, among the favorite teams, uh, except that the uh, Spain is uh, under Argentina, under Brazil, under England. And let's see what happened because the plan is uh, being ready for the next World Cup or the or for the next two World Cups. And but I think that the the team that Luis Enrique has created uh, is one of the strengths of of Spain, uh, creating uh, societ- societies in 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 midfield with Barcelona players or for example yeah. in, in the center back because everybody in Spain says oh Luis Enrique called four or five central defenders but he is uh, putting Rodri. Uh, alongside Laporte. Yes, but uh, we have created here a, a society between Laporte and Rodri. So do you, do you think actually then those those club relationships they have, the three in midfield with Petri, Busquets and Gavi, uh, as, and then Laporte and Rodri at the back, we know Rodri isn't really a central defender by trade at club level. Seems like he's doing okay there at the back, but do you think that that not being his natural position will be a problem going forward against those better nations. It's possible that we uh, we we say we, we <coughs> the, the lack of experience uh, of Rodri in this position in in next rounds, but I think that uh, if he, if he has played the first two matches, uh, I think that Luis Enrique will keep with him with uh, with this uh, duo with Laporte and Rodri. And let's see what happens. I don't think that uh, Eric Garcia or Pau Torres are not in the lineup uh, 
due to lack of confidence uh, from from the coach. I just think that uh, he he thought that uh, to create a, a strong team uh, in the back, uh, Rodrigo was a a good option. Also because uh, he's an expert uh, starting the the sequence from from yeah yeah from behind. So yeah, I, I think we we talk about that German side there as well. Average age of twenty six uh, years, one hundred ninety three days in that match. So there's a lot to be excited about. Spain, if they go through today, which let's be honest, they probably will win the group. They will face the runner up from the group uh, containing Belgium. Could be Belgium, uh, but at the moment it looks like they might go out. Croatia were in pole position. Morocco, um, obviously in second place at the moment, ahead of Belgium. Which of those teams would you most be fearful about playing in the next round? Okay. In my opinion, the best opponent for Spain would be Belgium because they are a really old team. They are not in a good shape. Actually, I have uh, really doubts that that, uh, he reached the next round. I think that Morocco would be uh, an easy opponent for for Spain because they are young also. They are uh, a, a good team. But they are really young and not experienced in World Cup. And Croatia could be the, the worst opponent for Spain for many reasons, especially because they are really competitive. I, I think that uh, Croatia gets all the volcanic character that Serbia don't, doesn't have, the, the, the competitive spirit. And af- after that, uh, we will face against them in Euro. We will face against, against them in the other Euro. And I think that uh, Perisic, Modric know a lot about Spain and I think that because these two reasons because they uh, due to their spiritive uh, so, sorry competitive spirit and because they uh, know everything about us they could be the the world's opponent yeah it'll be interesting to see which one of those teams makes it through and obviously you'll know by the time you play tonight who the likely opponent will be if you win your group so um yeah it's going to be an interesting interesting day of football today and uh, hopefully, for your sake, Spain win the group and uh, they face the opponent you want to face in either Belgium or Morocco. Um, I'm sure we'll chat next week. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Bye-bye. Cheers, Abba. Thank you very much indeed. Right then, uh, let's dive. What, what do you see happening today, Matt? <coughs> let's I think this. Spain and Germany, top two. I think Spain will win the group. I think they'll beat Japan. I think Germany will beat Costa Rica. Um yeah, I think I think we'll have another hammering actually in Germany, Costa Rica. Oh, really? Um, you, you yeah, just... I think that'll be a heavy one. Yeah. And then the other group, I can't see Belgium going through. They just look so devoid of anything. Like they were, they were really poor against Morocco. Morocco, I going against what Albert said there. I think Morocco would be a really difficult opponent for Spain. I think they're they're a good side. I think they'll take the game to Spain. Um, oh, in their faces, definitely. Yeah. So. Croatia, yeah. he's right there about that Croatia side being very intelligent, being very experienced. I just think that maybe, like with Belgium, I think that age aspect, I think that Spanish team will just be too quick, too young, yeah. too energetic for them. Um, so, yeah, that's where I think... So, I think Croatia will probably go through top in that group and I think Morocco finish second. So, I think Spain will play Morocco. Which would be a fascinating game because I think if it's Spain versus Belgium, which I had in my Optimillion, I just see Spain walking. That could easily be. We're talking about a big, heavy defeat. Belgium could get. Mm. Also, with if you play Belgium, it's kind of, I guess there's less expectation there because they're a bigger nation. Whereas if you're yeah. playing Morocco or Croatia, 
expectations yeah. of Spain will be you to be beating this team going through. Maybe that might help Spain a bit. I don't know. But if they get if Belgium play Spain, I feel so for Belgium because they're going to be on for hiding in that match. It's because we watch watching a load of old men chase after young, talented kids and trying to yeah. pull them back. Literally. <laughs> It'll be like England, Italy in the Euro 2020 final. Like, let's be honest, at times. Chiellini just yanking back Saka and go mm. and touch like like the men much. won that day. And the men <laughs> won, so mm. but I think the, the the Belgian men aren't quite as good. Uh, right then, uh, let's just turn our attention very quickly uh, to Argentina. Delighted to say Antonio is joining us on our stream today. Much appreciate you taking the time out to join us today. I mean, obviously, big smiles all around at the moment. Hey guys, how are you? Yeah, uh, lots of smiles around in the country. Thankfully, it feels like a, a big relief to <laughs> coming out after that uh, bad start. Yeah, I mean, there's no other, there's no other way to, to call that. <laughs> it, it was the game now. It's sort of it like... was the game that everyone expected Argentina to win comfortably in that group, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think actually, everyone deep down knew what, the way that the result panned out on Saturday after Poland beating Saudi Arabia that. If Argentina beat Mexico, the likelihood is they'll go through because yeah. it it I couldn't see anything other than Argentina win last night against Poland. Very sort of I don't know, just Poland are just meh. They're like Yeah, they're, there's no real it just they're not great to watch. Yeah. They're functional. And yes, they've got decent players, a decent side. Just I, I, I never look forward to watching them. Yeah, I never look I never look forward to watching Poland. Um yeah. Oh, well, at the moment, anyway. In past, I have, but uh, yeah, this World Cup, not for me. So what we've we've looked back at, um, obviously, Wojciech Szczesny's performance last night, incredible performance, uh, saving Lionel Messi's penalty. Oh, the actual penalty itself was probably near perfect placement. It was a, yeah. <laughs> a phenomenal penalty save. Um, he's done it twice now in this World Cup. No goalkeeper saved three penalties in a single World Cup. Um, so yeah, he's got a chance against France to to do that. I feel like the uh, the French pressure will be enough that they might win a penalty in that game, so he might get the chance to save one. We've got uh, the latest odds, or not latest odds, the latest predictor numbers for the World Cup. After that Saudi Arabia uh, defeat, we had Argentina on just over six percent chance, and I think they were the eighth favourites at that point. They are now back up as it stands, second just behind Brazil. Do you think that 17.2%, that chance, the second highest, is fair? Do you think that they are the second most likely team to win this World Cup? Yeah, maybe I don't agree with the exact number on the chance, but probably we are the second favourite. Uh, Argentina had has this really little mix right now between being a team that was defeated by Saudi Arabia and team that progresses and were able to cope with the pressure, an early pressure that sometimes some some uh, teams don't feel like Brazil right now. Brazil right now doesn't feel that pressure, which for us felt like a good good thing, because this group of players have been able to cope with that pressure once before, which was the final against Brazil in the Copa America. I think they they are a group of, of players that are able that are able to do that rather than uh, crumble under that pressure, which is probably what we saw from Belgium last, last World Cup and uh, some other teams, even this in this one, like Germany not being able to 
uh, play as we expected to play. There was so Argentina right now. I feel they have a good chance uh, to keep progressing because Australia. I don't think it's going to be an easy an easy task per se. But I think I we'll see a pro. <laughs> I no, I think, I, I, think I don't think it's going to be easy. Either. Like winning comfortably like <coughs> Costa Rica, but I do expect a, a game like we saw against Poland. Yeah, it will be Australia a trying to get yeah, Australia trying to get into the physical game and go into the country attack like they did against Denmark, which was uh not a good Denmark game at all. Like they were really uh they, they lacked the urgency to score the two goals they needed after uh the Australia opener. And then probably we're gonna see United States or or Netherlands, probably the Netherlands and they don't they're not that good of a team like 2014 they were a lot better yeah. uh, under the same manager so i think that the, the odds are good and probably we are the second team to go there uh we see we have to see what happens with brazil and finally have some kind of test like we were having right now uh i, I think that's that's the breaking point because <coughs> winning that group was crucial to argentina's chances really, because you would have faced France in the next round yeah. uh, had you not won that group, and then possibly England in the next round. Two much yeah. more difficult games than you'd probably expect from Australia and one of uh, Netherlands or USA. So, yeah, I mean, I mean we, I've got the graphic for yesterday starting 11 against Poland. Yeah. My personal opinion on this team is you take... You could say this about any team with a star player, but if you take Lionel Messi out of that team, that is a very ordinary side, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And I know that individuals don't win World Cups. Team Teams win World Cups. A great team unit. Do you believe that if something's to happen to a, a player like Lionel Messi, and let's face it, against Australia, you're going to be playing a very physical side who will go out to try and stop Lionel Messi in any way that they can. Is there any worry there that missing a player like Lionel Messi would completely reduce Argentina to chances of winning this World Cup to almost nothing? Um, in this situation, Messi will be out for the rest of the World Cup, which is for the game against Australia. Uh, not the I think not the game against Australia. I think if he was to suffer an injury, say, in a game against Australia sure. or the round after, etc. Do you think that side is strong enough without him, or is anyone that could um, fill in to replace him? Uh, two years ago, or four years ago, with the World Cup in Russia, I would say no. Definitely no. But right now, I think we can go to the semifinals without Leo. It will be obviously a lot more difficult. But again, this this team feels more cohesive. This team feels more uh, unified under the, the leadership of Escaloni. He did well to pick the players that will bought into his philosophy and into his uh, way of playing, and a lot of the, those players have have said that they will die for him. So, in that regard, I think it will be a huge blow, obviously, to lose Leo, who who wouldn't have uh, Messi on the on the certain lineup. But I think this group of players will will do quite well anyway. Uh, it's a big question, obviously, because we don't have a lot of uh, examples. Of when of when Leo did wasn't yeah. on the pitch, even even when we were winning against Estonia for five goals, he didn't want to to out. Um, but I think we we will do the, the job at least against Australia. I think it would be it would be good without without Leo for sure. Okay, well, it's going to be interesting to see 
how far this Argentine team can go because they've won the group now. We've got a graphic here about history of teams winning their group and the importance of winning the group. So the last nine winners of the World Cup have all finished top of their group. So actually, giving a um, it usually gives you a preferential route to the final. So winning the group was crucial, and that's something that Spain and Germany are going to have to go through today, possibly yeah. even Belgium, uh, if they were to advance, because they do yeah. not want to be playing Spain probably in the next round. Um, Argentina. First game too. Yeah. So it's it's going to be it's it's been a weird World Cup, and we talked yesterday about actually. Some of these so-called favourites for the World Cup have had less preparation time than they'd normally have for a World Cup. So how much could you really read into the first games? Teams are maybe going to grow into this tournament a little bit more than previous World Cups. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out now. But against Australia, at the moment, we've got Argentina as 81.8% chance of winning that game. Um, So Mr. Supercomputer definitely uh, believes I'm going to make it through, which is one bonus for you. I hope that had to happen. If, if it, I would like that on Saturday so I can watch celebrate. Definitely. So, do you think Argentina will win this World Cup then? Uh, I don't want to say yes. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's obviously no, a, a say no. between heart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a matter <laughs> between heart and brain, obviously. Uh, there are really good sides. Uh, Spain has been better than I expected, at least in my opinion. Um, but they they have a younger side. I think they're more preparing to 2026 yeah. than for now. Um, Brazil, obviously, it's the, probably the biggest of the of the favorites. But we did it once in the Copa America. Why not again? Uh, mm. Hopefully, no no Brazilian play, uh, people are taking this uh, as a taunt because it isn't. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I think this team is capable. Uh, this team has. Um, show time and time again they can overcome a lot of uh, roadblocks into the path to their objectives. And I think this this is a case of it. The loss against Saudi Arabia, I think, was necessary for this team to get the ideas together and try to find uh, the right uh, pathway for the coaches and the players to know that this World Cup will be more difficult than probably they were expecting. And probably Australia kind of show that too. I don't expect a blowout for, for that game. I think uh, like with Poland or like with Mexico, we're going to probably dominant position, probably have uh, that advantage uh, in terms of territory. But it's going to take us a while probably to to get the first goal. And then probably the game is going to open up. But getting the first goal is going to be huge for us. But I don't expect it to be that easy or that quick into the game. With, with Argentina losing their game against Saudi Arabia as well, it almost took that pressure off with that unbeaten run, didn't it? It kind of gave you a clean slate where there's not everyone focusing yeah. on Argentina's... Well, it would have been a world record, didn't it, if they'd have gone through the group stage unbeaten. Um, so, yeah, in the long term, it might have worked out for the best for Argentina and they've got exactly. that out of their system ready, ready for us the World Cup. Antonio, thank you very much for joining us. Um, and no doubt we'll speak towards... Uh, the further stage of the World Cup that Argentina get through to. So, uh, yeah, best of luck and thanks for joining us. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we'll be here in time you have it. Ah, you'll be our guest, Antonio. Thanks very much, buddy. Cheers, much guys. One, one thing that I don't think is being picked up on with this, uh, we, we talk a little bit more offensive prowess in this tournament, but this is something I've thrown together for one of our TikTok videos today, is that they've only allowed 11 shots 
in the free group stage game, the fewest of any team at the tournament. So we sort of, I think there's always a lot of conversation around Messi and, and, and Di Maria and although the, the, the prowess they've got going forward, the back, they're looking quite solid as well. Like, are you just going to put that down to the opponents? Mm, yeah, I, they did. They looked anything but solid against Saudi Arabia, in my opinion. <laughs> I thought they looked shaky. Just, <coughs> Mexico, we talked about Mexico. I don't know how much of that was down to Mexico trying to almost play for a draw in that game and not yeah. going for it. They didn't have a lead figure up top. Herving Lozano, for me, is not a number nine. He's not a striker. Raul Jimenez, Raul Jimenez isn't the player he was after his head injury. Yeah. The Jimenez of three or four years ago would have been a big threat to that Argentina team. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I, I don't know how much of it is down to the opponents, and I don't know how much we're going to really tell from the next game or the game after that either, really, because they played Australia. I said that in an Australian accent. <laughs> they play Australia, <laughs> and then they play possibly the US or Netherlands, and Netherlands have hardly set the, the world alight in attacking sense oh. so far. And I think the US are going to beat them. So I, I feel like the US could play Argentina. But who knows? I mean, it doesn't matter how you get, how you progress to the tournament, what teams you you uh, face. You've just got to beat them, haven't you? England in the last World Cup would have expected to play a lot more difficult teams than they did. They played, I remember us at the time thinking, well, Colombia, they're beatable. Yeah. And we, we beat them on penalties. Sweden, no one gave a chance to Sweden really everyone's like we're England are going to beat Sweden it's easy especially in England Yeah, it turned out to be a fairly routine 2-0 win and even then they were like Croatia yeah fine yeah. we're in the final it never as I think it was um, Albert said it's never that easy you never get the teams you expect the route is never what you expect it to be um, and it could be a case that I don't know say England beat Senegal France end up losing to Poland or something, and England play Poland or vice versa. Yeah, France yeah. Play Senegal or uh, Australia could cause a shock. You never know, do you? We never expected Saudi Arabia to beat Argentina, so never expect. No. Let's be honest, we never expected Japan to beat Germany. Like, apart Someone from you, did. Two, sorry, Someone did. one person in the world expected, mm. but but that have the is that can we put those games? We've spoken about this. Can we are we able to just write off those first match day? Because for some of that, that was just teams not being prepared, coming up against nations that were prepared. Like Saudi Arabia came with that game mm. plan, the height. But the thing is that shows how football has evolved. Mexico, yeah, there were a couple of bad times with the high line. But on the whole, they took control. They had the chances to win that game. They they can only blame themselves there. They had worked out that Saudi Arabian high line. Are we now just seeing a little bit of it's a regression towards the norm now. Like we're through the stage of okay, this team was more prepared. That's why they. That's why they've lost. This team weren't as gelled as a unit. Like I'm going to talking... sound like a someone like my dad in the pub here, but I I think it comes down to big game players and like these better nations have players that have played in huge matches in continental competitions, international competitions, league competitions, etc. They can withstand that pressure maybe a little bit more than than the so-called less lesser nations or World Cup minnows or something like that, whatever <laughs> you want to call them. I think that when it comes down to the crunch, these big players step up and and they can do it. Um, there will be occasions where yeah. you'll see a shock, um, but <coughs> I just think yeah. that 
yeah, I think the biggest shot will probably get in the next round. I think USA being Netherlands. Yeah, and I, uh, I can I, I can see that as well. I, I just like we give Netherlands fifty one point nine percent chance, USA twenty two percent. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think USA. I didn't expect much from them, and I blame Kev Kraus for that because he <laughs> told me not to get too carried away with this American team because um, they. Not to go all businessy, all but we're out of they were quite business. you can say this now. <laughs> they were they were quite boring, weren't they? Winning games one yeah. nil, etc. Qualification wasn't great. They finished behind Mexico and Canada. Yeah. And they are lacking that number nine, but the rest it literally looks like it's one exciting whole. time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. For American yeah. football. American football for US <laughs> soccer. It's always exciting it's time for American football. Exciting man, time, never. <laughs> it's exciting. yeah, I think it's really like they could have a great World Cup here, and it sets them up for the next World Cup. How have we pivoted back to the USA? I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, I think there's going to be a few a few shocks still left in this World Cup, um, yes. and I just hope England not on the wrong end of one. Mm, who knows that like, that mm. quarterfinal game feels. My son is already supporting Senegal because Ishmael Assar plays for them. Obviously, being a Watford fan, doesn't seem to understand. He's You've like, been punished enough in life. <laughs> so. Uh, he won't be watching the game. I'll be locking him in his room on Sunday. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see if Matt's son survives through to Monday. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to be with you tomorrow on the day-to-day live. We need to uh, not be able to produce a live stream tomorrow. So, many <laughs> apologies. We can't. Yeah, we just we're just footballed out. Maybe but we'll we... do an emergency one this weekend after England Senegal. We'll see. We might treat people. <laughs> Come on, that's what's that going to be? Nine o'clock at night on a Sunday. That's well yeah. past. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It could, it could be a magical weekend of football. We'll be back hopefully on Monday uh, to break down the first set of group of knockout fixtures at the World Cup. Uh, looking forward to that. We're getting to what they like to refer to as the business end. And uh, I think we're all looking forward to seeing how this one will shape up. As ever, thanks very much for watching us on Twitch, Twitter and YouTube. And of course, those of you well who listen on the podcast, keep giving us great download numbers. Really appreciate you all. You can catch up with any of the shows on our podcast feed, which is available on all your favourite applications and a few shoddy ones as well. The best place to keep in contact with everything with us throughout the course of the weekend really is to follow us across social media at Opta Analyst if you want all the latest insights and so much more as well from the tournament. It's well worth it. Right then, Matt, we'll do it now. England, when we come back here Monday, will they be in the quarterfinals? Yes. And will they be joined by the United States? I think so, yeah. There's something to look forward to for Monday. Might no, I think, I, I, we'll, we'll say with England, I think they'll, they'll, they'll win fairly comfortably this weekend. Yes. Um, but I'd be very scared of playing France. Uh, so long as it's the France second team, I've got not a problem at all because <laughs> that was turgid to watch yesterday. Yeah. I'm still scarred by it. I got I was off football for about three hours after watching that game yesterday. Um, it was reminding me of the bad days of Tommy Burns managing Reading. Anyway, right then, uh, from all of us here, thanks very much for tuning in, Zeber. We will see you again on Monday. Until then, take care of yourself. Enjoy the knockout stages getting underway. Bye-bye.